you're busy, and you're successful. So how do you get the best out of your health when you don't have the time for breakdowns? Welcome to Self-Care Success Secrets, the podcast that helps you hack the hurry to maintain your work-life balance. Remember, what you're about to hear is for entertainment and education purposes only and should not be considered diagnosis or medical advice. If you plan to make changes to your health, talk with your physician. Now, here's your host, Dr. Dan Wool. You are not as important as you think. What a great way to return to the podcast after a hiatus, right? Telling people they're not as important as they think. Hey, thanks for taking me down a notch, Dr. Wool. No problem. But no, that's not how I mean it because I'm sure you're a wonderful person. I'm sure you do a great job at your work. What do I mean by this? What do I mean by this phrase that when it comes to work, you are not as important as you think? Well, a corporation is a living organism. In fact, the root word corp is Latin for body. And the reality is that you are almost always a finger, not a vital organ in your corporation, even if you're the CEO. And the body will always just adapt without you. Now, I love old movies, and one of my favorites is Jerry Maguire. Uh, Jerry was played by Tom Cruise. Uh, He was a sports agent. And in the beginning of the movie, he writes this controversial mission statement. And his partners hate it, and they decide to wrestle away his clients from him behind his back and fire him. And on his way out the door, he gives this crazy speech, and everyone in the office stops what they're doing. And when he's done, he and Renee Zellweger, who decides to leave with him, they get in the elevator and Jerry says, let's see how they get along without us. And the door closes. There's a beat. And then you see everybody go right back to work. And I love that because over my years in corporate life, that was so true. And it's true for you too. Everyone can get along without you at work. And at good companies, they should. It's funny, like, When computers arrived on the scene in the 80s and experts thought that they would revolutionize work, they thought that they would be so efficient that instead of working 40-hour weeks, we'd work 20-hour weeks and be on the beach, we'd be freed up for better living. Same thing happened when email and the internet hit us in the early 90s. We'd be able to access and share information more quickly, and this was going to make our life easier. But what really ended up happening is that computers, email, the internet, these all made it more efficient to do work. And what it essentially did was tell management that, well, while we've got you and we pay you already for 40 hours, we might as well have you do twice the work at twice the efficiency. And this enabled companies to grow faster. They were enabled to get revenue more faster. And then, uh, certainly in the dot-com times, there were all these Silicon Valley startups that were disrupting corporate America. And in a startup culture, it's launch or die. So all these people were working at breakneck speeds, even around the clock. And what that did, it made the more traditional companies work like they had to keep up uh, even more with those companies. And as a result, over the last 30 years, we have come to value volume. Because our 40-hour work weeks became 60 hours, they became 80 hours. I even worked with a company in the dot-com days that took this to the extreme. They'd start work, the tech side of the company would start work like mid-morning, They'd hand it off to an Indian firm when they left at 5 o'clock, and then those folks would hand it off to an Irish firm when they left in the evening, so our development cycle was 24-7. More work, 
because we were more efficient. In the 2000s, smartphones, Wi-Fi, those entered the equation. That enabled us to work from anywhere, right? So now what happens? We do. Those 60 hours now spend up, those 60 hours now end up in our homes or at a restaurant or at the movie theater or laying in bed next to your wife with an iPad answering email. And in the end, what does it all do to us? You have efficiency that sped up. We have expectations that rose up to meet it. So despite having access to smarter, we all now work harder. And it's been that way in the working world for a while. And we continue to go faster. The expectations continue to get higher and there's more pressure. There's always more to do. And it turns out that that's what we do. But the problem is, when I'm looking at it as a doctor, from a health standpoint, this causes a lot of stress. It's not supposed to be like this, and for a real long time it wasn't. And if stress is unmanaged, it causes disease. So I'm telling you, raise the white flag, you need to surrender. And that starts with the realization that at work, you are not as important as you think. Now, hopefully you're liked, you're respected by your peers, you're appreciated, but the place will not fall apart without you. And the best evidence of this is the fact that your company gives you time off. Implicitly, they expect the company to work without you. They're already saying that your life should be a priority, whether it's a perfunctory gesture or not. But your life is a priority, not work. And work-life balance, I'm here to tell you that's a myth. It's all about life balance. And who lives your life? You do. Now, the leading killer in America is not heart disease, it's not stress. Now the leading killer in America is not heart disease, it's not cancer, it's stress. And you can't let it accumulate. You have to take time for yourself. So, if you're sick, it's cold and flu season right now, January 2019. If you're sick, if you're sick, stay home. And I'm here to tell you, it's okay to be sick. Your body is trying to get rid of a virus or bacteria. Get rid of it. Stay home and get rid of it. Sweat it out. Do the things you need to do to feel better. And don't come back till you're better. It is not okay to come in and get others sick. It is not okay to go to work and work hard and tire yourself out and make yourself worse. It's not okay. Here's another thing. If you're not feeling it, if you just don't feel like it, Take a personal day off and recharge. It's okay to go clear your head on a day other than the weekend. The other thing, if you're working at home during non-work hours, stop. Stop. Your home is your sanctuary. So why is work invading it and why are you letting it? Let me remind you also that you have vacation time. Take it. Plan to go somewhere and then go and you're not allowed to cancel it because of work. And on vacation, it usually takes several days to decompress from your busy life. So when you do, that's your recovery time and it should not be interrupted. Better yet, don't even take your vacation when everyone else takes them. When do they take them? Always at Christmas, right? When no one's around. Oh, well, that's a good time for me to take a vacation. They always take them like in the doldrums of the summer when their kids are on vacation. We'll go on summer vacation. We'll go in the middle of July when it's the lowest part of the season. Well, I think 
you should take your vacations at times when people need you even more than ever. There's a few reasons for this. One, they'll miss you. Or like Jerry Maguire, maybe they won't, but both of those propositions offer some really good feedback. More likely they'll miss you, but the thing is that good teams always step up and they always have your back while you're away. Let me also say that if the place does fall apart in your absence, that is entirely your fault. You mismanaged something. The culture isn't right, and you need to take a hard look at it. Let me give you a couple ways that you can at least avoid it. Delegate and set clear expectations. You need to offload your work to others, and then you need to let go and trust them to do it. Now, they may fail, and I have to tell you the best advice I ever got uh, was from a woman named Rachel McAllister. She runs a PR firm called MPRM. I worked for her for a few years. And she told me it was one of my first management jobs, and I was hoarding all my work. I wasn't letting my assistants do it. And she said, you have to let it go, and you have to let them fail. But the thing is, is 99 times out of 100, people don't fail. Certainly, if you give them the right directions, they don't fail. But that's a lesson for them, and it's a lesson for you, and it all depends on that communication. Delegate the work, set clear expectations in how you need it done, and then expect it to get done, and it will. Number two, you need to set clear boundaries. Here's one. Your home is your home, and your work is your work. If you find yourself working at home during non-work hours, like I said, stop and let some people know that you'll get back to them in the morning. If it's nothing urgent, get back to them in the morning. Is that so unrealistic these days? I mean, in my book, also, it's not impressive when you send a non-urgent email to the boss late at night. In fact, I think it's stupid. The good bosses wonder why you even did it. If you're working at a company that expects you to work when you shouldn't, then maybe it's not a good fit, or you need to change your approach. Here's another thing. If you're on vacation, be on vacation. I already mentioned this, but don't answer the work emails at the beach. Or when you're working, don't be afraid to tell people you're working so you can socialize later on. If you've got work to do, focus in, get it done, and then get back to people and socialize. Email and texts, also, I know we live in an instant gratification society. They don't have to be read right this second. They don't have to be read the second that they come in the door. It is not an ever-growing pile of emails. You can always read them later. Email in particular, when they're in a group, people will send out an email to several people. Well, guess what? You can wait and let everybody else respond. You can see the whole train, and then you can weigh in at the end. You can wait. So do. You can even set aside a particular time of the day in order to answer email. Maybe you can tell yourself on your calendar, hey, I'm going to answer my email at 8, 10, 12, and then just do it every couple hours, not instantly. I know we leave Outlook open on our desk and everything's coming in in a constant stream, but open it, close it. Open it, close it. You'll have a couple hours to work. You pick it back up when you're done, and I think you'll keep your sanity at the same time. So at work, you're not as important as you think. But I will remind you, you are the most important person to yourself and to your family. So please take time for self-care. Thanks for listening. Get you next time. You've just learned another self-care success secret. For show notes from today's episode and more self-care success secrets, visit drdanwool.com slash podcast. You can also find us across all social media at Dr. Dan Wool. That's D R. 
D-A-N-W-O-O-L. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Cubicle Clinic, LLC.